Welcome to the Leader to Leader podcast. I'm your host, Susan Spears. Our guest today is Eric Fletcher. He is the Senior Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer at Mary Washington Healthcare here in the Fredericksburg, Virginia region. Eric, welcome. Thank you, Susan. (laughs) Eric is no stranger to the program. For any of our listeners, you can go back and see where uh, he was one of our first guests when we began the Leader to Leader podcast a, a couple of years ago. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about Eric in case you haven't listened to our previous podcast recording. Uh, he, but before he joined Mary Washington Healthcare in 2009, he was with High Point Regional Health System in North Carolina for 15 years as the Chief Marketing and Business Intelligence Officer. Uh, just hearing Business Intelligence Officer makes me feel humble being with you. <laughs> He received his undergraduate degree from the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill and his Master of Business Administration degree from Elon University. Eric is also credentialed in Lean Six Sigma. He is a Master Examiner for the Malcolm Baldridge, sorry about that, National Quality Program and is a Fellow of the American College of Healthcare Executives. Now here in the Fredericksburg region and for our listeners, that's a that should be about an hour south of Washington, D.C., but it really depends on traffic. Uh, <laughs> but Eric is so active in our community, uh, not just with doing all kinds of stuff with his family and his kids, but in the business community. Uh, he is the immediate past chairman of the Chamber's Board of Directors. He's a current member of the Fredericksburg Regional Alliance, and he is the Rappahannock United Way's corporate campaign chairman. Now, he's also a graduate of Leadership Fredericksburg. You hear us talk about Leadership Fredericksburg here a lot. Uh, Eric was in the 2011 program. Hard to believe this much time has passed, my friend. Yeah, it's great to be with you. And if anybody ever needs an ego boost, they should let you introduce them. Thank you very much. (laughs) Well, it's been an honor working with you. Um, I I should say, in case that was confusing to anyone, he is still on the Chamber's Board of Directors. Uh, He's just our immediate past chair. He was a chair for the last two years, and so we're going to dive right in in thinking of the last two years and the year before that, which now that we're into 2023, um, wow, we've had quite a journey. So first, let's begin with your leadership journey and then bring it up to date. Okay. Um, I'll go way back for a minute. Okay. I I always thought um, for me, even at a young age, um, athletics was a real trainer uh, for me in terms of leadership. So all the way back into to high school and pre-high school, um, sports and captaincy in sports and being part of a team and leading a team were big parts of my identity. <laughs> uh, and so I got some very young opportunities to lead. And then um, moving into the professional world, um, I've been in healthcare 28 years and wow. have had a progressive leadership journey there. And I think something that's interesting, I'm very blessed to have had other leaders um, put in my life, if you will, and put in my professional life at the right time for me. Uh, I think of um, my, one of my first uh, bosses was a lady named Kathy Weaver, who was just wonderful about teaching me what it meant to be a professional um, every day and the consistency that that, that, that takes uh, and the effort that that takes. Um, and I had an, another uh, lady named Linda Roney, who was amazing, um, taught me about vision and strategy Um, and really hammered home to me the importance of relationships with people um, and how that really is the currency that you have as a leader. That and credibility, I I think, would be the two things. And so um, 
and I've had other great leaders, uh, Fred Rankin, um, very well known in this community, a uh, great leader that I've had the opportunity to work with and, mm-hmm. and Mike McDermott today as well. So um, I've been very blessed. And so it's been 30 years of progressively learning how to become a better leader. And I still have a lot more to learn. Yeah. Well, so I, I know you just mentioned um, the ones I know, Fred and Mike with uh, Mary Washington Healthcare. But it's interesting that your earlier examples were women. And I don't know if you've ever given that thought or if that has some kind of impact on you as a leader. Um, I, I haven't. I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm much more about what I learned from each of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was, it, it's, I call it a blessing because I think uh, the good Lord was looking out for me and put the right people in my life at the right time to teach me yeah. the right lessons at the right time. And so... Uh, yeah, I'm very thankful for that. I'm not sure if, if gender had a whole lot to do with it yeah, yeah. or just the, the, the person that happened to be uh, the person I was working with at the time. Well, I guess what I would say to that is you were open to that. So sometimes those are those variables that we don't even realize about ourselves that can close us mm-hmm. off, but it, it never did with you. So you've had an open mindset to whatever um, came Whatever opportunity, I suppose, whether it was individuals that you worked with or other opportunities in front of you. You answered that better than I did. I'm going to use your answer next time I'll ask that question. (laughs) It's pretty neat. Now, I want to go back a minute, too, because you and I, before we started the interview, we were talking about some current sports um, (laughs) listeners. Eric is a Broncos fan, I know. It's kind of sad in 2023. Um, and I'm, you all know this. I'm a Tom Brady and Patriots fan. So we'll leave it all at that. But you said you mentioned being a captain in sports and so forth. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like um, working in close proximity to people to try to achieve a very, um, I'd say, a, a, an easy-to-describe goal. <laughs> so when you yes. start your season um, – we always did this. We would have a few uh, team goals, and usually it's, you know, win our conference, and then it's uh, go on to some state level or uh, something like that. Or I had the opportunity to play a little bit at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and that was always can we get to Omaha and can we get to the, the College World Series. And um, we never did while I was there. But anyway, uh, I, I always found that goal-setting process uh, with a team to be, um, invigorating. And so you start the season that way and you know where you're trying to end the season. You know, you know where your destination is. Um, and then you start talking about how do you get there? Uh, and so it's a, it's somewhat more of a methodical process than you might realize, I think. Um, but I enjoy that. There's a method to that madness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's very easy to communicate with your other teammates what you're doing and why you're doing it to try to attain that ultimate goal. Yeah, and so as we set up strategic plans for our businesses and in our working lives and work with our teams, we generally have some of those goals and guidelines, right, laid out year after year, and we build on our experiences and so forth. And those of us, you mentioned 28 years, and I'm sure I, if I do my math, I'm, I'm around you. Um, you know, we, we build on those experiences, yet, but yet in 2020, um, everything that we thought we knew was kind of thrown out the window, and then you are in the healthcare industry, so I, I can't even imagine it. As close as we are in many things that I've, I've learned about it, uh, the, the obstacles to success and the barriers and, oh gosh, the issues that are literally life and death over the last three years, um, and then the business plan. It's, it's been more than anything we would have prepared for in advance could have prepared us for. 
Um, so let's talk about that for a minute. Where, where you felt at the beginning with, with your leadership and lessons learned over the last couple of years? I like um, one of our colleagues, uh, Jan Gullickson with Germana, yep. um, uses the phrase that we've all been through a three-year collective trauma. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's very true. Um, the, the pessimist in me says that it's not over. Uh, right. And, and that's the troubling part. Now, I don't know if that's being pessimistic or realistic, honestly. Um, we're heading into a fourth year where we still uh, are dealing with um, – with COVID now, granted, it's not as virulent as it was, right. uh, which is nice. Um, but now we're dealing with the aftermath and the impacts, um, which tend to be economic in nature. Right. Um, and so, you know, uh, whatever your politics are, we spent a lot of money. Um, a lot of it, I'm sure, we need to spend. Some of it, who knows? But we spent a lot, and now we've got to pay the bill. Um, and so, the economic impacts that we're we're sustaining right now as a society are uh, significant and they're going to continue, I'm afraid, for, for some years. And so it's a different kind of stress and pressure on leaders, um, but it's still pressure and stress. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like no rest for the weary. Um, and it made me think a little bit about, and, and you asked me about this, Susan, what do you, what do, you do to uh, ensure you're recharging yourself as a leader? How, right. You know, how do you... Um, how do you do that and make sure that you don't you don't burn out? Um, and and I think that's important. And I think one of the things I've learned over the past three or four years is um, the importance of that. And and it it's different things for different people. Um, I'm not crazy about that whole work life balance phrase because I think at different times you're going to yeah. spend more time working or leading or with your family. Or, you know, yeah, you're going to have to flex, right? Mm-hmm. But but there does need to be some time that you can. Um, take care of yourself as a leader so that you can be a good leader for everybody else. And so, uh, you know, whether that's um, getting time away, whether that is um, having good colleagues that you can um, bounce things off of, maybe, maybe we call call that uh, blowing off steam with somebody in a safe way, yes. that's helpful. Um, I've just realized the importance of those things for, for myself. And then uh, for a lot of the leaders I've, I work with as well, it's, it's crucial that we have a way to de-stress a little bit as a leader so that we can continue to do a good job. Yeah, we talk about mental health. That term is used so prevalently in society today where really uh, even um, I'm Gen X, so growing up, things like that were pretty different, taboo, I don't know. Um, over the last three years, it's, it's, it's really become something that's a national narrative, and it's critical that we look at all kinds of components there, whether we're a so-called expert or not, recognizing that word you just said, that stress and balance, um, and what we do to recognize things that are putting us off balance. So you can be working a lot of hours and still not be off balance. Right. Right. But when you notice people like you and I are positive generally, and when we start to feel ourselves being twitchy, (laughs) you know. And you need somebody to tell you that. Uh, yes, you know not what? to be afraid to go. And, you're you're showing up different. And for me, that's my wife. Uh, okay. She knows me, you know, to my core, and she will tell me, <laughs> "You need some time away. Um, we're going away this weekend, or we're doing this, or we're doing that because you're uh, you're not showing up as I know you to be. Uh, and I know you wouldn't like that. And so I'm going to help you <laughs> by telling you that you're you're getting away a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna de-stress some. So. That's, that's awesome. And um, an important component in leadership is, is sharing some of your stories. 
So part of your story is that balance with your family and your wife. You know, um, we kind of you you have a real strong marketing um, side of you, and I think you even have to market who you are, right? So you, what's your brand? So you probably don't think of your brand as a Broncos fan in general. <laughs> um, one of the things I learned early on, though, when I became CEO here, I'd already worked at the chamber six years, but you were in different rooms when you were the CEO. Mm-hmm. And right away, I was with a lot of gentlemen and um, a quick, easy way to talk um, and break the ice with sports. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't necessarily do it on purpose, but then I was like, oh, this is great, When especially being a Patriots fan in Virginia. Right. In, in 2010, you can see it, right? It just immediately sparked great discussions. Um, but but knowing what that is, so the people around you know what that is too. And and to hear you say that that your wife is the one who goes, I see it, let's, let's take that break. Yeah. You know, yeah. so important, it's, whatever the break is. It's special. I mean, we've... Um We've been married 25 years, and so, um, and you talked about family too. So it, that's the most important thing to both of us. And yes. So uh, we try to make sure we spend a lot of time there. Our, um, uh, you know, we've got a 21 year old, a 20 year old, and a 18 year old. So they're one by one, they're leaving the nest, and so uh, yeah, yeah. We've got one left at home, and he'll be gone soon. But um, it's been, you know, the the biggest accomplishments in both of our lives have been raising those young men mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. we we don't forget that and uh, that's what's really important at the end of the day everything else matters too but the most important thing is still that family yeah eric visited with leadership fredericksburg in november and he had his son with him that day they were on their way off to something with a college tour and it was really a pleasure to see up close your son able to see you in your professional capacity talking to a group of leaders and then to also see how he engaged with uh, leaders that came over and chatted with him. Uh, you're doing good there, young man. Well, thank you. We got in the car after we were done and uh, headed over to, he's going to go to um, St. Mary's in Maryland. Um, and he said, I, I said, because I talked for an hour at the leadership <laughs> yeah. uh, meeting, and I said to him, well, what would you think? And he, and he said, I can't believe you did all that without reading anything. <laughs> How right. do you remember all that? I said, right. well, I'm just talking about uh, things that I've learned. It's not. Uh, it's it's in my head. It's not not something I have to read. So that was the part that impressed him. Nothing else. But anyway. oh, he'll remember <laughs> it. He'll carry that. He'll carry that on. I I'm sure of it. Wow. Well, speaking of that, uh, as we as we bring this full circle, so it's it's been a rough couple of years. We don't have to go into all of that, but anybody can tell. We're in the business community. This is not an easy time. And yet leaders like yourself still find time and make time and commit to doing things to support the community beyond just that day job, which is phenomenal. We None of us, the Chamber of Commerce is a nonprofit. We wouldn't exist without great leaders like you. What drives you to give back that way? And, and you know, just tell us more about that. I've always felt like it's a responsibility. Um, to, to whom much is given, much is required. Um, Wait, is Xavier in the room? If, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I love uh, J.R. Flatter talks about uh, if, I am, if I am able, I am obligated. Yes. Something to that effect. And, yes. Uh, and so I, it's just always been part of um, uh, who I was and part of my leadership. I did it at a very early age. I started, um, like, I like to be involved in the community. I like to, to help uh, organizations that are trying to make the community better. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of satisfaction. And that chamber is um, right up there for me. It's We need a strong business community here locally. And the chamber is a big part of making sure that our, our voices in the business community are heard uh, and that we are sort of prioritizing the business muscle, if you will, <clears throat> to go after the things that we most need uh, to keep our community strong. And so, I, you know, I, I lo- I've loved working with the chamber here. Um, I had the opportunity to work at, at one in North Carolina as well. Um, but it's always uh, it's always something that will be on my list of organizations to, to try to, to give to, spend time with, and help. Well, we're certainly lucky to connect with you. As we think about that, tell us a little bit more, Eric, just in general, about where you think your leadership style is today, and has it changed? Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I've always been, um, I'd say, a, a collaborative leader by nature, um, uh, positive. We, Susan and I both talk about that, although maybe more realistic the, the longer I've done this, um, but, but still try to stay positive. And then, to me, uh, leadership ends up being about relationships. Uh, it's about people, ultimately. So my style is, is very relational. Um, uh, so And it, it really always has been, Susan. I think maybe it, it, it tweaks a little bit over time, but it hasn't strayed much from that those three core things to me. It's just collaborate with people, have relationships with people, and remain a positive, uh, keep a positive attitude and a positive outlook on things. Mm, I, I love that. I love it. Well, Eric, there's just... There's just been so much um, that we've seen over the last few years, and I'm excited about the next phases as we go forward in our community. Even as I'm a little overwhelmed by it, sometimes for a minute I'm a little afraid of it, you know, and then that fierce um, strength comes back when you represent the business community, you know. You know, we, we are very fortunate to be where we are in this country, in this world. Yes, um, yes. You know, so many people have it so much more difficult than we do, um, even even in the United States. Um, right. You know, we're in a we're in a, an area that continues to grow. That's a desirable place to live, yeah. where people want the community to continue to, to thrive. That that's an honor to to live somewhere like that. So when I do get down about. Uh, how difficult things have been and will continue to be. Um, it's just, that's not a good thing to say, but it's like somebody's got it worse. <laughs> and when we think about it, most people have it worse. I mean, we actually have um, probably one of the best situations that you could have. Uh, so anyway, um, take time to, to be thankful for that at the same time that you realize that the issues are real and the problems are real. Yeah, that, that's good. That goes right to gratitude, right? Uh, I don't know if you've ever worked with or kept a gratitude journal. Um, that was a gift I gave a lot of friends and I gave our staff this year at Christmas. Um, and I'm actually going to a gratitude journaling workshop next week with my niece oh, wow. that a couple chamber members are putting on. Let me, let me plug them. Um, <laughs> River Rock Outfitter in partnership with Barb Gustafson with Discover Next Step. When I saw they were doing this workshop about gratitude journaling and I had just given these gifts uh, it was a no-brainer so my niece and I are heading to that next week um, but that's a daily affirmation of being being grateful and I am grateful um, as I as I think about what you said just now I envisioned our region and I thought maybe our listeners can't see it but we are again an hour south of Washington DC we have three military installations in our region 
We have a river that runs through the region. We have rural areas and we have a vibrant downtown, a lot of great restaurants and then great healthcare system and so forth. So it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know, I know we need to wind it down. So let's, let's, let's close it out by asking about a favorite motto or saying you'd like to share this time. Uh, well, I have one, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you two because it just seems apropos based on what we talked about. Okay. One of my, uh, you're a music lover as well, Susan. So one of my, um, favorite bands is Dave Matthews. I kind of grew up with Ooh, Dave Matthews. Good um, one. And there's a line in one of his songs that says, sometimes I feel it's easy. I find it's easy to be myself. Sometimes I find it's better to be somebody else. Uh, and there are days where it feels like that as a leader. <laughs> yeah. And that is, uh, yes. it's been like that for a few years, but, but hang in there. Um, because my, my, my really, my favorite one, and I use this at Leadership Fredericksburg every year is the, the Teddy Roosevelt, the man in the arena, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, um, I'll, I'll butcher it, but it's basically it's not the critic that matters. It's it's the man in the arena who tries and fails and tries again. And uh, at least if he fails, he does so um, no, having tried greatly, having strived valiantly, and, and doesn't um, he lays on the battlefield exhausted and, and and knows that satisfaction and won't ever be with those timid souls who never tried. Something like that. Uh, yes. And so you know, to me, that's what leadership's about. You're you're in the arena. Uh, it is hard. You're going to fail. Uh, persevere. Keep mm. at it. And uh, at the end of the day, I think there's rewards for that. Great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Eric. Any, anything else you want to share? Oh, it's been really a pleasure, Susan. A pleasure to work with the Chamber and you over the past few years. You are such a, a wonderful leader and a great example to so many in this community. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're very kind, my friend. Thank you, Eric. And um, thank you for everything you do in our community. I'm Susan Spears. I'm your host with the Leader to Leader podcast. And our guest today was Eric Fletcher, who is the Senior Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer with Mary Washington Healthcare here in the Fredericksburg, Virginia region. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.